Hello and welcome to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host, Trey Scott, joined by College Basketball's all-time assist king, Jerry Meyer. Jerry, we are one day away from the start of the NCAA tournament. Are you excited? You got your game face oh, I'm on? I'm excited. Yeah, that's a fun work day. It is, a fun <laughs> at least for me. Yeah, all I'm, these, I'm like technically working and I'm watching a ton of basketball. So all yeah, these I'm other excited. suckers have to like watch the games on a, a private it. TV, and you know when the boss walks by, press a button, we get to just lean into. I, it. I used to wear a suit the first day of the tournament. This is like be, I might have to do that tomorrow. I usually wear a TJ Four jersey. <laughs> uh, before we get started, we'd love for you guys to all take a moment and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review, please. We're also available on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you have found us via the 24-7 Sports Media Embed Player, go ahead and hover over that, that thing uh, and press subscribe, and you'll see an option of, of a few podcasts of which you can uh, listen to us from there uh so anyway jerry got those out of the way i'm looking across the table and you've got your bracket and last time we went live we had you fill out your round of uh 64 uh round of 32 and we got to your sweet 16 so now that we have your sweet 16 teams i think everyone would like to know who you've got winning these matchups jerry sure yeah so right, let's where we start let's start from the top let's start with duke let's start in the east yeah, I have Duke beating Mississippi State. Okay, in the first one. Um, Do we? Yeah. I I think I'm going to fill out my bracket a little bit later today. I'm picking yeah, Duke. That's not, what's up with that though? I don't. I'm wait. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what you say. I am a little bit concerned. I don't. I don't know my impression from watching Duke this weekend, Jerry. If I mm-hmm. if I'm bullish or bearish, because Zion is awesome, but it feels like if he is remotely off. They don't have a shot. Do you think it's possible for Zion to have an off game? Well, yeah, he can have an off game. He's been pretty consistent throughout the year when he's played. But, yeah, foul trouble or any, you know, type of injury or thing. You kind of worry when one guy – it's it's a good-bad thing because you want to have a stud like Zion. But, yeah, if he goes down, trouble, or if he doesn't play well – Trouble. So yeah, Duke is a little tough for me in that regard, but I I'm gonna lean to the side of star power. I would almost feel better if Zion was having like a twelve and ten and RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish were really shooting well, but Well, I think that's more ideal for Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Zion scores a little less. Uh if he did not have many assists. No, I don't know if that's his fault. It could be the guy on the other end of the you know, the the guy shooting the ball's fault. I haven't broken down the particular potential assist plays but i've noticed assists are down rebounds and scoring obviously up but yeah of course duke would rather have a little more balanced attack i think that's what zion wants yeah he wants to win that's uh, the best formula for him other end of that region you've got lsu versus michigan state yeah. and we got a little surprise here you got the tigers uh yeah because i i feel bad i I've advocated for lsu i've loved gonzaga um this year and now I think I'm just getting nervous. Yeah. You know, it's like right before the wedding or something. I'm getting cold feet. Yeah. But I'm going to stick with LSU. I just love the makeup of that team. Uh, of course, a very difficult call. But, yeah, I'm, going, so with the, I'm have, going with the Tigers. Let's go ahead and knock that, that bracket out. Then in and the like Elite Duke, Eight, you have Duke-LSU. What kind of line do you think that would be? Duke-LSU? Yeah. I would say Duke three. And you got them winning. So we got Duke in the final four. Wow, Jerry, going against the grain. All right, yeah. uh, go to the west, Gonzaga, Florida State. 
are in your sweet well, sixteen. Well, this is a very difficult one for me. Florida State <clears throat> looking great and put it on Virginia. And you can make, you know, there might be similarities between Virginia and Gonzaga. We know what happened last year, but I went with Gonzaga. But if I went with just, let's throw a little logic out the window and just go with my heart. And if I looked um, or if I weighed more heavily how well a team is playing at the moment, what kind of momentum they have going into it, man, FSU is a dangerous team. So I think that's a very dangerous matchup for Gonzaga, but I am going to ultimately, for the official bracket, go with Gonzaga. I think the people who pick Gonzaga are going to point to, with the exception of two years ago, a lack of you know legitimate tournament success in the fact that, I mean, Jerry, we know they played a lot of a lot of strong non-conference opponents, but the conference schedule is weak. Do you want to knock that a little bit? Like, if I'm like Jerry, I don't I don't know about Gonzaga. Well, it is I mean, weak. The records. You know, thirty and three, but who they really play? Well, I don't, I don't think you can dispute that. Um, but they did play Tennessee and Duke and North Carolina this year. Lost two of them, <laughs> but looked very good. And look, you could tell they're on that same caliber. They have two NBA players at least on their team, likely lottery picks, possible lottery picks, both of them. Uh, so the talents there. It's a more physical Gonzaga team, I think. When we saw Gonzaga. Uh, two years ago, I believe it was, when they made it to the finals and were right in there, you know, a couple plays there at the end, and, and they could have won the game. Um, they've increased their athleticism and their physicality. So, yeah, I mean, the conference is weaker than the other conferences, the Power Five conferences. There, there's no disputing that, but just because of that doesn't mean they're not a great team, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I hear both sides are accurate. But it, I don't think you can just write off Gonzaga because of their conference. Bottom pot of that, you've got Texas Tech versus Michigan. Yeah. You're T- tough one Texas. for me because I love both teams. I just like the way they play. You know, it's my type of basketball, uh, certain things they do. But I'm, I'm going to lean Texas Tech. I, I've really liked the Texas Tech team all year. And, and then in the Elite Eight, you would have Gonzaga versus Texas I'm sticking, Tech. Yeah, I'm st- and then I'm, I'm sticking with Gonzaga. All right. I just I love the completeness of that team. Cool, cool. Uh, moving to the south. Jerry, you've got Virginia. Mm-hmm. Oh. That should be UT. Okay, there cool. Go. So you've got Virginia <laughs> versus Kansas State. Kansas State is likely going to be without Dean Wade in the tournament, but they were without Dean Wade for most of last year's tournament, and they still made the Elite Eight. Yeah, can- no, Kansas State's just that team that's tough to play against. Mm-hmm. And you, for whatever reason, we maybe don't we don't perceive them as a powerhouse. Maybe they're not a powerhouse. But they're a very quality, you know, right below sort of second tier type team, if that makes sense. I think they're well coached. They play hard. They play with the chip on the shoulder. But, yes, I like Virginia to advance over Kansas State. And then in the bottom of that, you have Villanova going on a nice run to the Sweet 16, matching up with Tennessee, which will have to probably uh, beat Cincinnati in Ohio. That's a scary one. It is scary. Cincinnati and Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, very scary. But I do have Tennessee winning out over Villanova. I just um, I don't feel great about how Tennessee's playing right now, but I don't feel bad about it. They did get spanked by Auburn, but to me that was more that Auburn was outstanding. And I'm going to go with Tennessee over Villanova. And then you've Sticking got with them. in the Elite Eight, Virginia versus Tennessee, and you've got Tennessee. Yeah, because I just I'm, – I'm <laughs> I think Virginia got a great setup. 
personally. And the more I look at the bracket, you know, I do think they have an easier path, but I just don't feel them getting to that Final Four. I think Tennessee is the type of team that can beat them. Uh, I like the solidity of Tennessee's defense. And then uh, Grant Williamson in the middle, I think. I don't know how Virginia – I mean, maybe DeAndre Hunter can match up on him. I don't like Braxton. I, don't, I think he gives Braxton Key all kinds of fits. I think he's a tough matchup for Virginia. All right. Uh, in the Midwest, our final little pod here, you've got North Carolina versus Auburn in your Sweet 16. Yeah. And you, what, you think Auburn's sweet shooting stops? You got Carolina. Uh, well, you can see I wrote Auburn, and then I marked <laughs> it out. <laughs> Auburn, man, they look good right now. I love the way they're playing. This, to me, is kind of similar to the Gonzaga-FSU matchup. You know, a lot, you know, you're, the typical way to look at it would be, well, North Carolina, you know. Yeah. And I think North Carolina is one of the very best teams in college basketball this year. So, ultimately, I went with North Carolina. But, man, if Auburn made it to the Final Four, I would not be – I mean, it's a tough road. I think that's a really tough bracket. You look at them, Houston, Kentucky, North Carolina. Kansas. And then possibly too. Kansas. Yeah. You know, I just I picked Auburn to beat Kansas. I think that's a that's a tough, tough uh, region. You've got Houston playing Kentucky in the Sweet Sixteen. You've got Kentucky advancing. I like Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, I think Kentucky is one of the very top teams. I love the Houston team, but I just I think Kentucky gets them. We'll keep an eye on PJ Williams, you know. Or P.J. Washington in a walking boot. I'm getting confused with Zion Williamson, Grant Williams, and P.J. Washington. Yeah, The W's are throwing me off. Jerry, <laughs> Kentucky versus North Carolina. Does Luke May have to hit a, Tough a buzzer one. beater to win that one? Uh, he might. Someone might have to. Uh, that that would be a f- – if that were to happen, what a fun game to watch. The point guard matchup will be dynamic. You know, two strong athletic point guards. That'll be fun. Uh, it'll be physical inside. Uh, it'll be a toss-up. I mean, that truly might be a pick em yeah. right there. I mean, I don't know who you give it to, but I'm giving North Carolina the edge. So then you have U- – we're almost finished here. UNC versus Tennessee in the Final Four. I like UNC. I, when I watch UNC play, um, I know things – they lost a tough one to Virginia, if I remember correctly. Kyle Guy went like an eight-point run at the very end. Um, then we saw what happened with them against Zion – who had just had, you know, game of the ages. But I really think this North Carolina team's good. I think Roy Williams has them playing very confident, good basketball. They have um, experience, older players. And I just like the pieces and how they fit together. And kind of like sort of what I like about Gonzaga, you know, a lot of different guys who can do different stuff, and it seems to fit well together. And you've got them playing Gonzaga. You have Gonzaga outlasting Duke in the Final Four to set up a rematch of the finals two years ago. You've I got, guess that's what I did. Yeah, and you've got UNC and coming then I on wrote top UNC again. There. So there you go. UNC, I think the key I don't think I don't think I was paying attention to how good Cameron Johnson was until you yeah. until you were ranking the top players in Duke UNC a few mm. weeks ago and you had him over Cam Reddish and I frankly was pretty stunned. No nothing from the last few weeks has, has made me think that that was a bad decision. Yeah, it's it's been a huge Twitter thing for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I made a comment about him versus Cam Reddish and it, it really gained some traction because people have strong opinions about it. Um, the thing about Cam Johnson, I, I get that he's not, 
I would not draft him in the lottery. I, I, what I said is taking Cam Johnson in the draft over Cameron Reddish is not necessarily a crazy proposition. So I, I thought I was pretty gentle on that, you know. And that's just kind of – I was just being honest. I don't, I don't think you pick uh, Cameron Johnson with a real high draft pick. But the fact is he might give you more in the NBA because he's shooting almost 50% from three. And that's what they're going to be looking for with him. The thing on Cam Reddish and the potential thing is are you banking on him being an alpha, alpha dog who's going to change things and, you know, be a go-to guy? Turn And I just haven't seen that in him. You know, the role that he seems more likely to fall into in the NBA is a secondary supportive role like he's playing with Duke now. So there's different ways to look at it because some people are like, well, Cam Reddish's numbers would be so much better, you know, if he wasn't playing with RJ and Zion. Okay, I get you. But he's going to be playing with guys like that in the NBA. And I don't know, we haven't seen his playmaking game off the dribble to make you think an NBA team is going to be like, let's get it to Cam on the wing and make it happen for us, Cam. I don't see that happening. So if you look at the numbers, uh, Cameron Johnson rebounds better at a higher clip. His assist turnover ratio is positive, almost at two to one, where Cameron's is negative or under one. And uh, and then the three-point shooting, I think it's huge. Neither are great defenders. Um, but anyway, yeah. Cam, Cam Johnson's really good, and let's finish it off with this. He's that type of college upperclassman who can – Help you win a national he championship. A lot of Justin Jackson. Yeah, a lot of people have talked to him. They've used that against me, but yeah, there, there's a similarity there. Or you know, um, but anyway, I, I like his game, and I like how this UNC team fits together. I like how they push it. Yeah. I just like him, you know. But is that enough to beat Zion? <laughs> It wasn't the other night. Well, Jerry has North Carolina as his national champion, so everyone go finish out filling out your bracket and get the Tar Heels in there and uh, let Jerry know on Twitter if he steers you the wrong way. Jerry, let's segue into your ranking of some of the top. Maybe this is 10. We might get to 13. We might. I don't know. know, This could be fun, freewheeling little conversation. The best players in the NCAA tournament. When you filled out this list, is this through the lens of a pro? Uh, organization uh, a is a college player. We could talk about it. Yeah. I mean, at the top, Zion Williamson and John Morant, and I like those two as college or pro. And then I went with Kobe White, who I think I kind of like as both too. I, I think Kobe is integral and huge for North Carolina. He is that guy who can get that tough shot, and you know he sp- kind of specializes in making tough shots. And, you know, his assist turnover is good. That was a big question I had, you know, knowing he was going to play point guard. But definitely love Kobe White as a pro. To me, he's the modern conception of your, you know, he's not a freak freak like John Morant, but just a 6'4 to whatever they list him at. It's tough with the hair. (laughs) But he is tall. I mean, I'll give him at least 6'4". And his strength, his athleticism, his ability to score and pass. You know, the days of Bob Cousy or the little point guard dribbling down, starting the offense. Any any point guard can start the offense, initiate the offense. you got to have point guards now that can 
when you're in a bind, there's five seconds on the shot clock, you're having trouble scoring, you come up, set a ball screen. You got to have a guy who can create a mismatch to get someone a scoring opportunity, whether it be himself or someone else. He has to be able to beat his man. And, um, and then also on the other side, be physical, quick enough, good enough to guard it. So I love Kobe White. It's good stuff. Jump back to two real quick, Jerry. John yeah. Morant, is there anything he can do to hurt his draft stock in round one against Marquette? Is like could the is the myth or the hype bubble of Ja Morant be punctured if he doesn't play well against Marquette and um, a good counterpart? I mean, you know, outside hitting a referee or you know doing something atrocious to a teammate or you know, I I don't think so. I think if he has a bad game, he has a bad game. I don't know that Marquette, you know, has anything to really challenge him that significantly Marquette's a good team but you know I don't see them having a player oh man he can match up with jaw he might expose jaw I don't, I don't see that um you know I'm so excited for that game that's me oh so I'm excited that to me so that well fun. that's the of all the first round games that that gets me the most excited it's really because of that that matchup and you talk about a 12 seed that can maybe do something uh Murray State's one of them Jerry uh you had Kobe White three yeah, Who do you have four? I'd probably go R.J. Barrett. Okay. Um, you know, I'm just down on his defense, but um, and he's a juggernaut offensively. And it's not like he's horrible on defensively. We expect more. You know, part of it also you're juxtaposing him to Zion. And Zion's just been so aware, so alert, so quick, so dominant defensively, playing with a defensive mindset. So you, you, then you look at R.J. and you're like, come on, R.J., man. Try bending your knees, man. You know, like – Get a little more engaged, and he, he he goes in and out defensively. If you could spend a month working with RJ Barrett on anything, or if you could give him a magical a magical trait, Jerry, are you making his three point shot elite? Are you fixing his defense? Are you maybe his court vision? It seems like he's sort of a black hole at times. Which one trait would you fix of RJ Barrett's well, right that's now? A, that's a tough question. I think <clears throat> for Duke's purposes, uh, improving his defense would probably have the biggest impact. Um, at times, he can get in tunnel vision with the ball, but also that's kind of what makes him good because he's like, I'm going to get to the rim guy. you know. So you're going to lose a little vision with a player like that. I don't have a big problem with that. And um, shooting, you know, long term, I think that's going to be an issue with him. Not that it's a big issue. I, I don't think he's a horrible shooter. He's just not a natural pure type shooter. I think he's going to be fine. I so now that I think out loud through that question, I'm going to go with definitely defense. His, if his defensive awareness could improve, you know, and it's not just enough, man, guard your man. You have the ability and the athleticism and the basketball intelligence, if you'll like tune into it, to really make an impact as a team defender. And um, so, they, yeah, that's the answer I'd go with. Uh, moving down the list, who's your fifth? You know, I'm kind of thinking – Grant Williamson or Brandon Clark? Okay. So uh, tennis- tough call for me. I would th- to me, this is a clump here. Cassius Winston, Jarrett Culver. Jarrett Culver. Marcus Howard, you know, Rui Hachimori. Did I say that right? Rui Hachimori. Yeah, yeah, yeah you good. got it. Like, I like him a lot. I really like him as an NBA prospect. Just Very because athletic. of his size and athleticism. Yes. Yeah, he, he looks like a pro. Um, but that's a really good group of players right there. Do you think Grant Williams can be a good NBA player, the two-time SEC player of the year? Um, 
Yeah, I think he can be good. He reminds me, uh, you know, I wouldn't say great, but good. Like a, uh, I'm thinking Chuck May, Chuck Hayes. He yeah. used to play at Kentucky. He reminds me of him. And he had a rocket deep, center. Like he didn't have a bad six. NBA career. Um, Ty Jerome, I really like him. Sort of an under the radar. I think he has a huge impact for Virginia. And then PJ Washington, I, mean, I think he's a talent. Those Kentucky wings are good, buddy. You know, Kelvin Johnson and Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. And I'm sure I'm missing a guy here or there. You know, I, uh, Luke May, maybe. Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, Luke May. Maybe. Ethan Happ. He carries them. Ethan there's, Happ. There's maybe. a lot of good players. There's a lot of great players. That's why they're in the tournament, you know, generally with higher seeds. I lost a steak dinner on uh, Tyler Hero the other night. I had a preseason bet with someone that he wouldn't be a top three scorer for Kentucky. I thought he was just kind of a, a role player. He was awesome. Anyway, yeah. dropped, a, dropped a nice amount. He, he's been really good. No, one, why, no one's talking about Kentucky. Like, seriously. We're talking about – obviously we're talking about Zion. I think, I think that's a good point. Well, I no think one's Kentucky's, talking about They are very much one of the best teams in the country right now. Um. They're they're in that category certainly of teams that can win it, and you're not hearing a lot of Kentucky. No, you're not. It seems like they probably appreciate that. I bet they like. It seems like a fairly anonymous Kentucky team. If PJ Washington's not good to go, then you'd be a little bit worried about them. That's a tough bracket, Jerry. Looking at the Midwest, it's I can see Iowa State making a run. I don't think Kansas has a run in them. I'd like to see how Auburn shoots. So. Well, Auburn's uh, defense against Kansas will be interesting to watch. Just the way they pressure the ball. And Kansas, you know, Dotson's a very good point guard. And then you got Grimes out there, too, but they are freshmen. You know, th- I could just see the possibility of Auburn taking that defensive intensity to a level that maybe those Kansas guards aren't qu- quite ready for. We've got a question from uh, uh, Dan Cotton. Jerry, what double-digit seed has oh, the right. best chance of making noise in the tourney? All right, well. You going to go Belmont? I, I feel pretty good about Belmont. I liked what I saw last night. I've, you know, I've liked them all year. Um, I thought McLean was great for them. Grayson Murphy had a great first half. I can see them beating Maryland. Um, Murray State, dangerous because they got the superstar. Uh Florida State will be tough. Just they're so athletic and long. Eh, who else? Help me out here. Well, I think you Florida. Know, Florida I think obviously Florida is a 10. Run. Florida. I agree with that. A lot of people are picking Oregon. UC Irvine to knock off K-State. I, that's, what I've, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, a lot of people. That's uh, one to look at. And well, then also Oregon out of that, that part. Oregon's playing hot. Yeah. Do you? So those, those are some names. I think I. You know, what's funny is, like, the next few days are going to unfold and we're going to have these, you know, St. Louis might be in the Sweet 16 and no one sees it coming. But it's the, the everyone's picking Murray State over Marquette. I might zig while everyone else is zagging and go Marquette over Murray State. So Yeah, you might very well be right. Yeah. I did some reading. They say to have a good bracket, you know, you have to pick some upsets. Yeah, but you don't want to pick Because you've you got to differentiate your bracket. But if everyone's picking that upset, you find a different upset, right? I'm going to ride off into the sunset, but I'm going to ask you one final question. And, of course, it's about our guy, Zion Williamson. Is he – so, obviously, he's the best player in college basketball, and I think it's reasonable he might be a top-ten player in, in all of basketball. Is he, Jerry, when you look at him, the best 
pro prospects since Anthony Davis, since a healthy Joel Embiid. It's, it stops at Anthony Davis, right? It doesn't go further than that. Um, that could be the case. Man, I, I was asked this very same question on the uh, radio show yesterday. The thing about Anthony Davis, he, I think, kind of superseded expectations as an NBA player. So when we look back at him, he's even larger than life than he was as a player for Kentucky. Now, he was great. Don't get me wrong. But I'm, I'm trying to look at it at that time. So at that time when Kentucky was playing in the, in the NCAA tournament, Anthony Davis, I don't think we viewed Anthony Davis like we're viewing Zion right now. No. Does that make sense what it I'm makes saying? Sense. But now because we've seen what Anthony Davis has done, because Anthony Davis, man, it, it was his senior year in high school. Boom, that's when he hit. And he started soaring on that improvement curve. And the trajectory went way up. And he was great that freshman year with Kentucky. And then, wow, we know what he's done in the NBA. So he would probably be a good name to say. Yeah. There's something so unique about Zion. And it's tough because some people feel like if you can't find a good comparison for a player, then maybe he isn't that good. You know, like he, he doesn't fit the mold. And in general, I agree with that. That's kind of like why, like a Cam Johnson, you can find player three and D players in the NBA who can play that role. Like I feel comfortable. Yeah, he's going to make it's a safe. roster. He's got, safe. Right, right. Zion though might be transcendent enough with his game that he breaks the mold. You know, it's possible. We talk about generational players. He very well may be that. And there is something so freaky unique about him. Like, I don't think we've ever seen. I mean, we've seen big, like, you know, we've seen like a Charles Barkley. Barkley didn't play defense. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't out there, like, giving effort like Zion. That we might, you know, it might end up, we'd be, wow, Zion's like, you know, LeBron didn't play in the tournament. Kobe didn't play in the tournament. Of course, Jordan did. Yeah. Maybe we're going all the way back there. I don't know. It's, it, I think it's reasonable, and I, I want you to check me on this. I was I was just watching the games all weekend with my friends, and and every time Zion would do something, we'd kind of freak out. And I, I said at one point, I was like, "He's the best college basketball player I've ever seen." I'm 28 years old, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" But he might I, be, which is a natural <laughs> thing to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa," yeah. because it's like, "Whoa, man, of the course. hyperbole." But I'm like, "Dude!" But then once you think about it, I do that to myself, and I'm like, "Jerry, calm down on this. I, you know, you're freaking. I'm freaking myself out." And then I'm thinking, "Well, but." It is what it is, dude. I mean, look what this guy, this cat's doing out there. It's crazy. If he, uh, if they win six games and win the national championship, I, I can't imagine. Got to do a statue. Yeah, a statue of Zion. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for listening to the twenty four seven Sports College Basketball Show. Enjoy the next four days of basketball. It should be a really good time. You got something? And I, I need to apologize. You said it. You oh. said the Williamson names. Yeah. Grant Williams. <laughs> I was calling him Grant Williamson. I apologize. Sorry, Grant. He, Sorry, Tennessee fans. Uh, he probably doesn't got, mind Got, got a little confused there. Then That's I a, finally realized it. Not the worst comparison to be made. Uh, enjoy the weekend of basketball. Enjoy watching Zion and, and the rest of the players. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, appreciate it.